Live from the Huntington Hilltop. Coming to you from the 12 by 12 Irvine studio. The 12 by 12 Irvine studio. I like that one. It's a good description. I can picture it now. Yeah. Sitting I'd in your boxers. Still. Sitting in your boxers on a cardboard box <clears throat> uh, at your computer. The only important thing that's set up. Yep. You can imagine it. Uh, and the TV. And the bed. Those three. Kind of like me. Six months later. Computer was like one of the first things to go up. And then I eventually got a uh, something to set the TV on. It's no longer on the floor. It's progress. It's good. Yeah. I uh, Almost everything that I have furniture-wise is from Amazon, uh, Big Lots, or Ikea. And it's all black, fake wood-looking shit. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Do you eat mac and it's cheese for dinner every night? I did that... last night. Oh, really? Yeah. I had, uh, but I had the good shit. I had the, the what's normally, it's like $7 box Cracker Barrel stuff, sharp cheddar. And uh, it's a good product, by the way. Mm, um, that sounds good. Sharp cheddar. Yeah, it's, it's good products. Uh, it's terrible for you. I'm sure it's full of preservatives and crap, but yeah, I got it for like 350, so it was like half off. It's the not so poor people mac and cheese. John C. Dvorak would be proud. Yeah. I need to get some mac and cheese, some sharp cheddar mac and cheese. Yeah, none of the powdered shit, none of that phthalate shit that's in the blue box for a dollar fifty. You gotta get the yeah. If you're gonna do craft, you gotta get the deluxe. Or if you're going to do pretty much any of the other, like, you know, one step above brands are going to be the same as the Craft Deluxe. It's going to be gels and then a packet with goo. Did you get any unanswered FaceTime video calls while you were eating your mac and cheese? No, I did not. I did. Yeah, friend of the show, Troy, decided to call me up. And listen in. I don't know if he was successful. I did message him. He was a little uh, evasive about answering it. Huh. But that FaceTime bug lets you trigger video. So you can see what's going on. Yeah, and I guess Apple's now dealing with a bunch of lawsuits because of that. (laughs) They responded to, uh, to the bug as soon as it hit the news within hours. And they're being sued by everybody as if this has been something that was actually exploited in mass for a long period of time. Meanwhile, there's tens of billions of usernames and passwords to numerous services that have been leaked. And uh, although they are older ones, not nearly as much press about people getting sued there. Yeah. Seems like a lot of ambulance chasing lawyers. Well, what do you think that Apple is going to settle those oh, lawsuits? Yeah. yeah, they're going to be like, here, fuck off. $100,000. Hmm. They seem like the kind of company that is, they fight any lawsuits regardless. Like, it's almost out of principle. How would you like know, the stuff, the stuff they've got going on with Qualcomm right now is pretty funny. I bet if they settle, there's an NDA. So you'll never know. Yeah. So we only hear I about mean, you've been stuff following what's been going on with Yeah, that cuz that's that's a pretty big deal and there it is. It's this tit for tat stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty funny. I think long term there's a oh, I don't know. I was going to say there's a good chance that Qualcomm will le- will lose, but they're they're kind of in a position like Amazon is where they're the largest provider of a thing. And at that point, since they're so embedded in the infrastructure that runs most of the U S economy, they could have some kind of weird protection all the way at the white house. Yeah. Where just shit doesn't stick to them and they're total dirt bags. Oh, I kind of like Apple recently. Yeah. I just, I remember seeing the, um, 
the CEO of Qualcomm, the mansion that he has in it's unbelievable. It's like in like Escondido somewhere, like San Diego County border. Um, and it looks, it just looks palatial. And I think it's like, I, I, it's one of the most expensive houses in the state. And so I'm trying to think who at Apple would have something equivalent to that. I know Tim Cook is stinking rich, but. Uh, I'm looking for his house. Qualcomm CEO house. Maybe it's the president. It's It's beyond a mansion. It's crazy. Hmm. I'm seeing a lot of the White House. Uh, we'll have to oh 60 million dollar mansion i found the picture this is a thousand square foot home imagine a 1960s evil villain underground lair it's unbelievably designed with uh like the balcony the evil villain balcony that's like the so it's like a three-story high roof let's say it's a 60 foot high roof then there's this evil villain balcony that overlooks all the the plebs below at your your super fancy party and you can stand up there and smoke your cigars and laugh maniacally down upon all of them it's that kind of layer it looks like something that frank lloyd wright would have designed if he was born in like this century yeah there's lots of metal and glass the, the glass is very like elaborate suspended. like everything is elaborate the pools look at the the tennis court with the that overhang It's like he owns an entire hilltop. Wow. I think that's a vineyard he has in the backyard. Or the front yard. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. This this is a whole hilltop. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. This guy is filthy rich. I don't think there's anybody at Apple who has this kind of money. Rancho Santa Fe. Um. Whoa. Yeah, it's in San Diego County. Is that an indoor <clears throat> pool? It is. Uh. Well, the roof might be open. He probably has two pools. Of course. There's the outside one. It's like Hearst Castle. You know, he's got the outside one, the Neptune pool, and then the indoor one. It's like it's all blue. It's got like blue tile on it. You've been to Hearst Castle before, right? Yeah, but the pool was empty when I went. Yeah, it was oh. empty when we went too. And full cloud coverage. Oh, uh, that sucks. We were in the clouds, so we couldn't even see the whole property. You couldn't see the view of the ocean. Oh, <laughs> no. All I remember is white walls. So that you're standing at the building and you look out, it's just white. You can't even see down the street. It was still cool though. They pillaged so much stuff. From all those World War II crippled countries. Well, yeah, he was, uh, Hearst was born into that, all that property though. Like his family owns pretty much like, I don't know how big the landmass was, but it was like a chunk of the California coast that they completely owned. Wow. I think he had at one point a railway that went down from the top of the place to the bottom. Doesn't Gates? Ex- uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh no, he has a train car. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Your own railway would be cool. Yeah, he had it extend all the way out to the pier. There's that pier there, and he used to supposedly when because he was a huge art collector, he would get like these massive paintings. Like that, there are like he decorated the house with huge paintings, and they would have to ship them in via uh, freight. And they would come off a boat, and then on the dock there'd be a railway railway tracks, and then that's how they would bring the shit up to his to his house. That's so cool. Yeah, for like nineteen twenties or whatever it was, like that was as good as it gets. That's a really um, good idea. Yeah. 
he had his own he had a zoo he had like wild animals from africa and stuff on that property like in cages like do you remember when you take the 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 tram up to the top of the bus there's like kind of like all those cages and stuff that are kind of like there's like overgrowth all over them because they've been empty forever I, I i'm aware that there were supposed to be animals but it was all clouds yeah, he had like lions and all kinds of shit on the property All right, we got a little change of pace. Yeah. Back to the usual tech stuff. Um, Intel and AMD came out with this encrypted memory spec so that you could have virtual machines that have their information um, encrypted and hidden from the other guests on the system. Because right now, if you are renting a server through Amazon EC2 or any any VPS provider, somebody could perform one of these uh, memory RAM, I don't remember what the term is, but one of these RAM attacks where uh, with enough pounding, essentially, they're able to reveal RSA keys in the neighbor's uh, virtual machine. Oh, because it's all in the same memory, technically? Yeah. It's a hardware bug. It's just Crazy. a side effect huh. of the way they're shifting memory around in a certain pattern. They're yeah, somehow it's all dynamic too, and I'm assuming it's all dynamic. It's. What do you think? One of those, if if you had the maximum amount of instances that you could run on one piece of hardware, what kind of hardware would that need to be? Uh, well, it depends on the load of each virtual machine. Uh, a lot of virtual machine software today uses shared memory. So you'll have one uh, Ubuntu virtual machine and the base storage and the base uh, memory footprint is the same amongst all of those instances. So for the hardware configurations, do you think they just max out whatever the spec is for the memory on each server and then fill it up as it as you know even oh, yeah. though it's not all being used if you look at they... uh amazon and you look at the uh the different letters there's like a c5 or a t3 and you look at the high the top end of whatever those are that is the full machine that's the maximum configuration i see and then each other number that's on that list is some division of two basically of that system it's like progressively divided into twos down to nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's how they part up the machine and sell it. So somewhere on the Amazon premises, they have 60, no, 96 core AMD Epic C5 instances. Hmm. And the reason I'm bringing up the Epic chips is Intel's been basically the monopoly chip provider for Amazon EC2. Not a bad thing. They make good stuff. But right now, the only way to get uh, memory, basically RAM encryption, to stop a noisy neighbor from stealing your SSH key is to buy one of these uh, AMD Epic series of in, uh, EC2 instances. So a T3A or a M5A or a C5A, no, R5A, the A series. And then they have ARM chips, which may have memory encryption. I'm not sure. Uh, those are the A, A5, A1. I don't know, but they have new ARM chips. It's like AMP, uh Amazon's custom chip. So they're hedging their bet against Intel. Because they're going with AMD. And they're going with ARM. And it's probably cheaper to go with AMD too. It is. There's a 10% cost savings. Yeah. I've always liked... Um, one thing I always liked about AMD processors is that they... 
even though real world performance they weren't as good as the Intel chips because the Intel chips had better performance per core. That was kind of always the the uh, kind of like common knowledge. But I always liked that AMD had like these configurations with crazy amounts of cores before it was really a thing, you know, for like desktop grade machines. They'd have like uh, wherever their FX series was, they'd have like six and eight core chips back when like Intel would only do like four, four core desktop uh, uh, CPUs. Like the best i7 you could get at the time would be like only a four core. Yeah. But uh, as far as virtualization goes, I never really knew because I never got to take an AMD server because none of our clients use AMD servers. They would always, I mean, what what was the AMD enterprise grade server chip? Was that the Opteron? Opteron. They do have an Epic that's server grade. And that's the what Epic's these are. brand new because I haven't I haven't even heard of that yet. I'm looking at it on the website right now. Um, uh, memory, yeah, I, I never. Go ahead. Memory encryption is the big selling point for me. Like that right there, that single feature sells me on picking an AMD Epic over yeah. Intel right now. Otherwise, I would just be like, eh, I'll just go with Intel again. Yeah, that's cool. By the way, that pausing is still happening, that white noise and pausing over and over again. The more you talk, the less I hear it, so... Yeah, well, I try to talk. And it's only going to come through the um, through mumble. It's not going to be in the recording. You know, just on a side note real quick, it's funny how it seems like every podcast has audio issues. Like, I was listening Since to... Since the beginning uh, of time. It's hilarious. I was listening to uh, Grimerica the other day for the first time in a long time. And the first 10 minutes of the show, they're going on about the audio problems they're having. And one of the guys sounds like complete garbage. It's hilarious. It sounds so amateur. Are they using Skype? No, I think they were all in studio. It was just, I think the guy had a bad... They said that they used some new equipment. um, And whatever the box was that the guy, one of the guys was hooked into was having problems. And he sounded like shit. No Agenda had a problem on the the show that came out today. I I only listened about 15 minutes into it. It was some other modulation thing. John was really loud at one point. That was it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. only, I don't think I'm halfway yet. I love the No Agenda show. That's a great podcast. Yeah, it is. I've been listening to it more frequently now because I have a longer commute in the mornings. I think we've almost been listening for 10 years. I think it was the 2012. I remember because oh, Adam, be. was, Adam was a Ron Paul supporter and I liked Ron Paul and that's how where we were like i was riding in your car with you somewhere and you're like hey you should listen to this and like put it on and that's how i got into it oh that's funny yeah it was like 2011 i would say probably as long as we've been doing this show yeah was that was it 2011 or 2012 when we started it, uh we started in 2012 it could okay. have been 2011 uh, so seven years this year it's yeah. crazy what else? Um, I've been having want... issues with yeah. my HomeKit setup, first of all, and my Apple TV. Uh, I got a motion... You know that motion sensor I told you about that I bought off Amazon? It's a Chinese one. Yeah. And it's it doesn't, some... Does it connect to Wi-Fi? No, it, it's Bluetooth okay, good. only. Good. It's, it's actually a solid product. Like I read up on reviews on it, and it's surprisingly good for what it is. Um, it's cool too because it has a humidity sensor and a mo- uh, temperature sensor in it too. So those just passively monitor, and then I can uh, for the actual automations I use the motion sensing on it. Um, so I tried to get it to. Uh, hold on, let me close my door. I'm getting echo right now. One second. All right. Um. So anyway, I tried to get it to automate. Um my lights when i come in my room you're just i you're just trying to cry you're gonna only disappoint yourself if you try and do this it fucking picks up the motion because i can be in the home app 
I see as I'm waving my hand, it says motion detected, motion detected, but it does not. And this is why I think it's a problem with HomeKit because it does not translate the automation that I have set up to turn on the light. It just doesn't work. I think what I did error. get to work. No, hold on. What I did get to work was if, because there's commands where you can say you can turn an item off if there, if something's happening. So I set it so that if there was no motion detected for five minutes, it would shut the lights off. That works because I can turn on the light manually through the HomeKit app, which is like a smart plug I have in the wall, plugged to my IKEA lamp. I could turn that on, wait five minutes, lay down in my bed, and after five minutes it'll go off because there's no motion detected. But then if I create another command to turn it on, if motion is detected again, that doesn't work. Huh. Does not make sense. Second thing, yeah. and this has to do with the Apple TV. I I don't know what the fuck happened. I because I thought maybe the problem was with the HomeKit automation through my Apple TV. I've got an Apple TV and an iPad. So I signed out of my iCloud account on the Apple TV, signed back in, rebooted or restarted the Apple TV through the, the, the settings menu and the fucking HomeKit option disappeared from iCloud. Because you know you have to go into iCloud, like accounts and iCloud to yeah. enable the HomeKit. It's gone. The option's not there anymore. Uh, on the Apple TV or on your phone? Because you have to enable HomeKit. It's the same way on the iPad. You have to go into the settings to enable HomeKit, like to make it a hub. Oh. So that option disappeared. It's nowhere to be found on my Apple TV. So I went on the Mac Rumors forums and apparently other people had the same issue, but they're like, oh, I just signed out of my iCloud account again and then, or I rebooted my, my Mac, Apple TV again and it came back up. And then other people saying like, yeah, I've done both things. It will not come back up. Like, and it's been like days. So I'm in the category with, or in the crowd with the ladder. Like I, it hasn't come back up. I cannot make my Apple TV a uh, home hub again. So I've been using my iPad for it, which has been fine. But, um, so you're telling me there's a setting on my Apple TV? Yeah. Do you, are you near Apple yeah, TV yeah. right now? Okay. Uh, Go settings. Wait, one second. I've got to grab the, the remote. Okay. Live demo in an audio only environment. Okay. So go to settings. Accounts. Uh, open settings. All right. Accounts. What the fuck's going on? My thing is like, it's hung. Oh yeah, mine freezes up every now and then too. I've never had this happen. Maybe it's something with the latest update. That's caused, because I, I, I never had this problem before. Um, Are you in, are you in accounts yet? <laughs> it's still, it's hung. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> okay. So account. Yes, I see it. iCloud. You see the option under iCloud? Oh yeah, home home kit and then it says your home name and then you can so here's my options. Sign out, one home screen, iCloud photos, shared albums, and my photo stream. I have no home oh, yeah. option there. It just skips right over. I don't see this as an option, though. It just says it's connected. It seems more like a status thing. I It's so that you can remove that hub. Like, let's say you got another app TV on the same network. And you I wanted have two to on make... the same network. And two, three AirPods, Air, Air HomePods that are also home hubs. I never have problems. Hmm. Well, the option is there and my Apple TV is not showing up as a home hub anymore. If I leave the house with my iPad, none of my HomeKit stuff works. So this is just bizarre. I'm considering doing a factory reset on it because 
<laughs> that usually seems to fix the problem, but I don't want to have to re-authenticate all those fucking apps again and give my fucking account info for YouTube TV and Hulu and all that. I just when you sign in, it'll restore your. Oh yeah, you'd have to sign in with the account stuff though. Yeah. Once. There's no iCloud keychain for syncing that stuff on. Uh, well, maybe it'll get the information if you sign in on your phone and then you hold your phone near it when you reset it. It does some kind of Bluetooth slash Wi-Fi sync. Have you done that? No, I haven't. Yeah. That I know it gives help. you the keyboard option when you're typing in your passwords on your if you have your yeah. iPhone nearby. When you put your iPhone near it uh, during the restore, it'll prompt you for it. You can, it'll transfer the Wi-Fi password and SSID and all that stuff. It also signs you into your iCloud account. Okay. The, it uses proximity. The proximity part is what they use for authenticating you. The fact that you're like, less than 12 inches from the Apple TV. Yeah, so if anyone listening knows a fix other than uh, doing a uh, nuke and pave. I bet it's something stupid. Like on your phone, if you go to the home app and you hit the home tab, and in the top left, you tap that little tiny home, you go to home settings, you could probably change your default home. Nope, because it's only showing Home Hub's Nathan's iPad. It's not showing the Apple TV there. Uh, I'm I've saying tried. go to the little tiny home icon on the top yeah, that's left. Yeah, I did. Of, and then it pulls I mean, up uh, multiple homes. Yeah, I just grabbed my phone. It's it's not. It's only I have one home set up and okay, just home. Nathan's iPad. It's, that's it. Like, I don't have... Wait, what? You have a separate home called Nathan's iPad? No, no, that's the the home hub that I have set up. It says it's connected. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Just open the home app, <clears throat> and then there's a there's like a home. <laughs> this is bad. It's we gotta get off this. Home rooms and automation. Go to home, and in the top left, there's a little tiny home icon. If you tap that, it pulls up some options where you can hit home settings. I'm not seeing what you're talking about. I clicked the little home. Okay, whatever. I'm just going to show you what I'm looking at so you can see what I'm talking about. And then All right. Well, there's an array of icons, but in the top, top, top left of the screen, right below the top. Yes. That's, there should be a little tiny home icon. Yes. And this is what I see. I'm sending it right now. Oh. Oh. Okay. So you're already in it. And then you hit yes. settings. All right. And settings for that and yeah and then it shows multiple home hubs you're way ahead of me all right yeah i've i've been frustrated dealing with this shit last like week since i got that sensor because nothing is expecting it working the way i thought it would the you biggest know, it's because of the sensor it's because it's chinese yeah but somehow Apple bluetooth TV, hacked everything the apple tv disappearing as a hub and no way to re-add it is nothing has nothing to do with the sensor. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I noticed that you have the sensor it's setting. Very frustrating because it's like I had like I'm envisioning all this stuff working a certain way, and the reality is not a uh, yeah. It works. I had unrealistic expectations. That's what it, what I, have. I don't know what's going on with your end. It's weird. Anyway. Does that motion sensor notification option work for you? The notifications work great, yeah. You get annoying notifications every time you make a move? Yeah, that's why I set it to only give me notifications during a certain time of day. Okay. Like when I'm not home or... Did you yeah. happen to put settings like that, conditions on your automation? Uh, the only one that I did that for was... Um, it had nothing to do with the sensor. I, oh, okay. I've set on I've set conditional automations for the uh, for the other things. Like in the morning, I want this light to turn on. Which, by oh, the way, that works. No, it does not. It's very frustrating. But what? 
something else is going on. I think it could be also that a lot of these Bluetooth enabled devices are not reaching as far because I'm running on an Apple TV 4, which does not have Bluetooth 5, whereas the TV 4K does. Part of that Bluetooth low energy spec, there's no actual distance specified. It's like there's a Bluetooth home thing. Anyway, there's they still go really low far. latency. There's, I know Bluetooth is not supposed to have latency once it's paired, but I think that if there's stuff in between, if there's other things running on the 2.4 gigahertz band, which Bluetooth runs on, like Wi-Fi or anything else, cordless phone, wireless mice, etc., with a receiver, like that can fuck with the signal if it's i don't think so i've got them like 70 feet away like 100 feet maybe 70 to 100 feet from but all your hubs are bluetooth 5 not at this place the other place the uh the hubs aren't all bluetooth 5 also i don't know what's in the home pod it's got to be bluetooth 5 because the 4k apple tv came out over a year before Yeah, I didn't but, even know the Apple TV 4K had Bluetooth 5 until I looked it up. Because yeah. they don't they don't have it in any of the phones. They don't advertise it. They don't have it in this iMac Pro either. So there's only like a couple of devices that have it. It's not important for the... Uh, for range this, it is. No. Be, well, maybe. There's part of the uh, Bluetooth home automation something or other spec. It's like an extension of um, low energy. You can have up you can have like 150 feet off of Bluetooth. There's no distance uh, specified. But once you're at 150 feet, though, if there's multiple devices in between in that range running on the same frequency, that that has to have potentially have an impact. I would think. I don't know. Have I'm in a similar like, environment. Have you ever? Um, I know you mostly work with Mac stuff, so I don't know if you try how this happened, but like I've seen it happen with Logitech and Microsoft mice, particularly the ones that use that little, they have a little dongle that comes with it, you know, the little nub that you plug into a USB port. Yeah. They, I have seen and been able to replicate where if you put a cell phone down between where the wireless mouse is and the receiver, it will cause interference. The mouse will like stop tracking intermittently. Like it'll, like it'll be tracking, it just won't be transmitting the signal to the receiver properly. I've seen where like you'll use a mouse and then it'll just shoot up into the upper right corner or bottom right corner or bottom left corner, whatever. It'll just because it'll just lose its connection for a second. And we've had to troubleshoot that issue with clients over the phone before, and we're like, "Do you have your cell phone in between the the mouse and the receiver somewhere?" And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, just move your phone on the other side of the table and tell me what happens. And then they'll do that and then nothing will, then it'll be fine again and it won't happen. Huh. I've seen weird shit like that happen. And then I've ha- had it happen in person too, like on site, uh, the clients. So <clears throat> weird. I'm only making that correlation with Bluetooth because I know they both run on the same frequency. But maybe Bluetooth has some. There's some maybe there's some other aspect to it that makes it so that, that that is more resistant to interference. I don't know. I'm gonna have to take a look at your your setup. Is the fourth gen Apple TV that you're referring to the flat one, or is that when they put the big heatsink? No, it's a, the five. The fifth gen is yours. The 4K. The fourth gen is. Oh, the, I have both though, and everything it's initially the, it's was set up on the 4K. It's yeah. the Apple TV 4. But, but I only got that in the last month. Okay. By the way, I can't tell any difference between the 4K and the 1080. Because my TV scales up everything already. It's 4K. Like, it has some processing that it does. Hmm. Where it makes images look better. You lose some... Um, there's some motion blur when it's doing that. Because it has to kind of catch up a little bit, but for the most part, it's you can't really tell. 
That's why I haven't gotten an Apple TV 4K yet. I haven't needed one. It's a little snappier. Yeah, that's what I, that's the one thing I was thinking of, and then the obviously the Bluetooth, the Bluetooth five, and it's probably better for running games too because it's got a better GPU. I've oh not never. I've played games on it once. Speaking of games, I want to play Civilization again. They just updated uh, the sixth one, I think. Yeah, Civilization Six is on the Switch, and I was, I was just like one click away from buying it and then I thought I bought a Steam Link why don't I just fucking stream it to the TV exactly and then I'll play it with a real mouse and keyboard and it's gonna look better too oh mouse and keyboard <laughs> fuck those little tiny controllers those little uh, thumb crippling nubs <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you hear that they're gonna um, uh, release a revision this year uh, of the of Switch course. Mine's the collecting is dust. They're going to try and make it portable and they're going to try and push it as a portable device. So they're going to remove features from it. They're going to make it smaller and lighter and they're not going to bundle it with the dock anymore to cut the cost down. And to me, that seems like a total Nintendo move. Well, technically, I think a lot of people are using it mobile. They're Well, it's because they're unwilling to lower well that, but they're also, just from a business standpoint, they historically have been unwilling to lower the price on their legacy products. Like there's stuff that's been out for years. Uh, they just keep it the same price. And if, you, if they feel like they're not selling enough units, they will strip features or they will remove peripherals. They did that with the, um, when the 3DS came out, they had one revision where it was like, they made the screen bigger and then they came out with a so-called new quote unquote 3DS where they, put a better processor in it and a better GPU, but they removed the fucking charger for it. So you would buy a new 3DS and it didn't come with a charger. So you had to like buy your own separately because it's like a $10 or $12 item and that's how they cut costs. So you use it until it dies? Yeah, and then you're like, oh, well, you got to go to the store and buy an AC adapter for it now. <laughs> what? Then you have to then you're forced to go buy another $10 adapter. Yeah, and it's a proprietary type cable too. So, fortunately, some Chinese reverse engineered it on Amazon and, and then and sold it on Amazon. And so I bought like a 3-pack of just they have USB ends. It's like it has the the 3DS adapter end on it for the the oh, plug it cool. into the device and then it's a USB end and you just plug it into like a uh, 5 watt Apple charger and it, it works oh that's good I like yeah. that stick it to those Jap bastards <laughs> <laughs> oh man the latest uh, and the previous Dan Carlin's Hardcore History talks about the feud between the Japanese and the Chinese and the rape of Nan, Nan King Nan Ping Nan Nan King the, yeah. I don't know yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, the Japanese oh were my ruthless. God. Yeah. I, I read a thing that they, I think it was on Reddit, they said that uh, 40% of POWs that were captured by Japan were killed, and only 1% of the ones captured by the Nazis were killed. Wow. See, I think it's because the Japanese, they treated their enemies like savages, so they just just killed them like they were nothing. Whereas, I think the Nazis tried to use them more for intelligence and kind of tried to break their will, you know, into giving up information. Um, you should listen to the, those episodes. They're really fantastic. It It explains... I never finished his World War One one. That one was good. I have copies. Um, it explains kind of how Japan got in the situation that it was in where they decided, we need to sneak attack Pearl Harbor. And then he describes that, and it's way better than any movie that I've watched. The descriptions of everything... And the length of time that he goes into it, they're like four-hour podcasts. It's a superb podcast experience. 
Then he charges for the older episodes. Which reminds me, I need to get my Bash Potter script going again and rip all the current episodes. Channels, Nate, link to RottenTomatoes.com. So this movie, uh, this is Peter Jackson's they newest movie. shall not grow old. I've never seen it. Uh, it's unreleased footage from World War One that has been uh, edited and looks like they remastered it they remastered it and they turned it into a full-blown documentary and they had expert lip readers do the translation and they put in voices whoa yeah it's crazy i want to see this really bad but i cannot drag my girlfriend to this that she will not sit through this (laughs) and so because it's how long is it 99 minutes so it's two hours and oh my god it's two hours and oh no wait no 120 minutes would be two hours that's not that bad then the fact that um something like this wouldn't immediately directly affect their lives has an impact on their ability to to sleep through this yeah Yeah, this looks. I really want to see this though. It's the only documentary I would be willing to go to a theater to watch, just because of the technical aspect of it. They removed a ton of grain, then they colorized things. Well, this is a hundred-year-old footage too, at least. Which is crazy. I think this is all from the British perspective of world war one and yeah, that wouldn't be 100 it ended in 1918 so it's over 100 this depends what year of the war it is um yeah we're talking about war stuff that's why i brought that up um what was the other thing you got anything else? Shit, that was a hundred. Somehow I didn't know the dates. Uh I do have more. Okay. So I was talking about how Apple was um being real shitty. I mentioned earlier. Um they revoked Facebook's enterprise certificate, which is what they so Google's I mean. Well, Facebook also. Facebook first. Oh, okay. This all started because of Facebook. Facebook was distributing apps for a VPN product out of band, out of the app store. And the way they do this is through Apple's uh, uh, enterprise uh, like app distribution model where they'll sign your application. They'll give you a key to sign your application. And then your application is... If you go back in that signature chain, it's signed by Apple. And your phone goes, oh, okay, I'll I'll install this app because they authorized Facebook and I'm authorized to do whatever Apple says. Then then users installed this VPN product that Facebook had, but they're distributing it to customers, just normal consumers, not people in the enterprise. And that's a violation of the terms of service. But Facebook... And Google were dumb enough to only get one certificate that they signed everything with, all their internal apps. And Apple, uh, they revoked their cert. All the phones check a RTSP or OCS, OCSP or CR. They're looking for a certificate revocation list. CRL, that's the word I was looking for. So they either had an OCSP responder or a CRL list just statically hosted on i don't know s3 or something and then the phone pings it and goes hey is this certificate still valid for this app nope and it fucked all the facebook employees from testing any of their internal apps that they were distributing that way because some nincompoop decided he was going to sign this cheating consumer app with the same cert 
So now these uh, Facebook employees that are paid $200,000 a year can't order food to their office through their special internal app. Mm -hmm. <laughs> same with Google because Google was doing the same thing admitted it pulled their app it was some screen wise proxy thing they monitor what you're doing and then they pay you with like Google credits or something and then uh, even after Google decided oh we're out of this game sorry Apple pulled the cert because they were in violation that killed all of Google's iOS tools yeah well fuck them I don't care <laughs> <laughs> but just like InfoWars, this is super scary because Alex Jones, despite being crazed, worrying about uh, growing babies and cows. <laughs> I think he has... I don't think he's a drug addict. Well, we don't need to make it about him right now. Okay. Despite him making this, this platform, InfoWars... With his own hands, all these years and expenses and investing all that time, Apple took it from him over taste. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think No Agenda's theory on that is correct. I think he has some CIA backing, or at some, uh, he he's did talking, at some he point. He said military intelligence. Or mil well, that's could be CIA. No, it's different. So what? One uh, is a civilian DIA, agency. D DARPA. Man, I don't know. That, Adam well, Curry's theory is that there's there's a faction. There's the MI, and then the civilian intelligence that are somehow competing because some so crazy you're saying guy CIA civilian intelligence. It's not military. It's clandestine, which parts of it can be. They're not they're not civilian in the sense that they're subject to the same laws that civilians are. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. They can do whatever the fuck they want and get away with it. Maybe in practice. Maybe. I don't I don't know. Uh, but they are subject to civilian laws. They'll have some more protections if it's officially sanctioned. If it's unofficially sanctioned and it's something that's clandestine, that they're just out on a limb. They've got to piss at the dick that they've got and make it work. Yeah. Well, I like seeing... Regardless of whether it's it's right or wrong, I like seeing Google and Facebook get fucked over <laughs> in any form. Yeah, me too. It's just scary uh, that in terms of iOS, there is no other way to install software. Right. It's totally locked down. For Once better they, or for worse. Yeah, once they pull you from the App Store, your only other alternative would be maybe to use an enterprise certificate and pay for one. And then turns out, if they catch you, they're going to yank your certificate. Take that business from you, too. And then ban your podcast just to kick you in the nuts while you're down. <laughs> <laughs> just stomp on them and twist. Taking, speaking of nuts, did you see the thing where the... Um, I don't know if you know who Owen Schroyer is. He does one of the InfoWars shows. He went to that female uh, pride rally or whatever it was, women's rights rally. It's the guy with the smug look on his face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's so got that he... fucking shit-eating grin <laughs> yeah. while he just talks He's... shit in front of you. He's a total provocateur. It's so funny watching his videos. And, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not funny. It's angry. It's... It makes me angry. <laughs> well, the responses that he gets from people makes me angry. I think yeah, he makes true. a lot of points. He he does make a lot of totally, points. He's totally right with everything he does. He just the way he goes about it is funny. Um, he's in that Skrillex cuck video. Yes, he is. <laughs> Carl the cuck. Carl the cuck. I don't know if he gave them those names or if, like. No, I think that evolved from 4chan. 4chan did. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, Carl the cuck. <laughs> yeah, he got he got gra- he got uh sexually assaulted by some woman. She grabbed his nuts on camera. And that, that's a he weird made thing a, for a woman he to made, do. He, he made a big deal about it and apparently like a week later she was uh slapped with a uh uh sexual assault charge. Was she Well, she's nuts. But what was the intention behind her doing that? Doesn't matter. She grabbed his nuts. <laughs> I know, but the intention does matter. I know she's that trying she... to make a point, like grab him. I think he, they were talking about grab him by the pussy, like what Trump said. So it was something along those lines. And uh, I think he was saying like it wasn't a big deal or whatever. And then she just kind of reached in and grabbed him. I'd have to watch the video again because I don't remember the audio. I saw a gif of it. Hmm. I, uh, it was like posted on some subreddit. But um, that's funny though, because that almost never goes both ways. It's it's always one sided. So when it happens to uh, there was video this time. Yeah, that's unfortunately that's the only way you can get uh you know police or whatever to believe it. A woman does it. It's doesn't matter. It's guilty until proven innocent. Yep, pretty much. You want to go? I've got some sure. uh, some good place boying jingles for us at the end of the show. YouTube.com slash place boying. What's going on? 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 We have to figure out what's going on. Oh man, that was loud. Okay, sorry. See you next week. Bringyourwallet.com.